thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. From the top of my to head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. We're so glad you've joined us today for Jesus the Healer. I tell you what, we have been having a good time talking about our authority in Christ. And that has to deal with the other subject that God told me to focus on, and that is the mind, a sound mind. So we want to go to our golden text. We've been going there every episode that we start off with, 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. And in the King James translation, it reads, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but he has given us power or authority. He has given unto us love, the love of God. And then also he's given us a sound mind. And how many of you know that a sound mind can only be uh, held in place as we, as we keep the thoughts of the word in place? Yes. Amen. Amen. If we veer away from thoughts of the word, we veer away from a sound mind. Yes. It's the, uh, the word is the spring and the source of a sound mind. And that sound mind belongs to us because we are in Christ. That's part of our inheritance. And we've been talking about and ministering about how we were raised and seated far above all principality, power, might, and dominion, that we are far above them, not just barely above, yeah. not just barely above opposition, yeah. not just barely above tests and trials, but far above all opposition. And in that far above place, we have to learn about this authority that belongs to us, how the devil thrives on ignorance. He is counting on ignorance to work his plan. And we left off yesterday. We were teaching on Hosea chapter 4 and verse 6. So I want us to look again at that passage, Hosea chapter 4 and verse 6. And God was speaking and he said, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So notice this. He's not talking about the unsaved. He's not talking about those without a covenant. He's speaking to his people specifically that this affects his people. What is it? Ignorance. Lack of knowledge is ignorance. And so he said, my people are destroyed by the lack of knowledge. So notice this. Um, Jesus spoiled principalities and powers. So it's not the devil cannot destroy us, but ignorance of what Jesus provided for us can. And one of the things that we have in Christ is total authority over everything of the enemy. Amen. Amen. So again, Hosea says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. This word destroyed actually means cut off. So we could read it this way. My people are cut off from the blessings that belong to them through their ignorance about those blessings. We could read it that way and still be correct. So notice this. Ignorance is a killer. Lack of knowledge is a killer. 
And so we want to run ignorance out. Ignorance means you don't have light. It doesn't mean you're unable to learn. It means you don't have the light you need to win, to exercise your authority. You say, well, I thought Jesus won my victory. Yes, but you have to enforce that victory and you need to know how to do that. That's a winning action you must take to enforce your victory. And if people don't have knowledge of their authority in Christ and how to exercise that authority, then the devil's pushing them around when they don't need to be pushed around by the devil. That he's dominating them through bad habits and addictions and symptoms and pain and disease and mental harassment and depression and fear and doubt and offense, all of these things that we have, uh, that we take authority over and we refuse to have them in our life and we forbid them. Amen? Amen. Notice in Hosea chapter 4, again, verse 6, when it says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, the devil's not mentioned. That's right. And notice this, God's not mentioned either. What's mentioned is his people and knowledge of the word. That's what we need to, that's what we need to focus on. So when people uh, have not gained knowledge, then what happens is just their, their ignorance toward what belongs to them in Christ is an open door to the devil. They don't necessarily purposefully go out and try to open the door, but ignorance is an open door. To the enemy. So when we run out of ignorance, we close the door. And then the devil cannot do what he used to do against our life. Amen. And so the devil is counting on ignorance to work his plan because he can only work through ignorance. When you gain knowledge and you're a doer of that knowledge, the devil's done working in that way. And so he's counting on ignorance. But see, God doesn't work through ignorance. Listen, when you need something from God, we have to learn how does he work. So Why? So we can cooperate with him, not so we can earn it. Because the blessings of God belong to us in Christ, but we have to cooperate with the blessings he made ours and how he moves and how he works. Um, we not only have to know the will of God, but we have to know the ways of God or how he works. Why? So we can cooperate with his ways. Many times people will say, well... The will of God is that I be healed. And they understand that healing belongs to them. And they'll say, well, if, I'm he- if, if healing belongs to me, why, why doesn't he just dump it on me? <laughs> well, you have to learn how the ways that healing is experienced in your life. You have to believe in your heart and say with your mouth. See, that's a way of God. The way of faith is the way of God. Uh, to have knowledge of something that belongs to you, but not know how to cooperate with that, not know how to exercise your faith with that or be skillful with that. It's like if you have a starving man and he looks in the window of a bakery and he can see, ah, look at that hot bread there, but he can't reach it. He has no access to it. You see, you have to not only know something that is there in the word, but how do I cooperate with that? What's my part toward that? then you learn how God operates. Well, Jesus, he, uh, he, he defeated Satan utterly, mm-hmm. destroyed him. Yeah. He was raised above all opposition. Mm-hmm. 
all the power, might, and dominion that tried to oppose his raising. They, they failed in that. They were destroyed and Jesus was raised and we were raised with him. But because we're raised, now we have to become skillful with the way authority works because that's a seat of authority we, we share with Jesus. Amen. Amen. We've been raised and seated with Christ. It's not just a bunch of little seats alongside him. We sit in the same seat. The head and the body are in the same seat of authority. It's a shared seat, a shared seat of authority. And so we have to become skillful with that authority or it won't do us any good that we have it, (laughs) right? Our authority is ours, but we have to gain knowledge of how to exercise that authority rightly. And like I was saying in the previous episode, the devil is counting on you not exercising your authority, just not using the authority that is yours as an open door to the devil. What you don't resist has permission to stay. And so you have to understand that it's not enough to have authority. You have to become skillful with your authority. When you start exercising your authority, the devil will try to push back on you. Uh, Meaning this, the test may get hotter. Meaning this, the symptoms may get worse. It may look like you're falling further behind financially. Just keep walking in your authority. Just keep speaking the word. Because see, when the devil has occupied a place for so long and you start running him out through your, your use of authority, he doesn't, he doesn't run out easy. In the sense of, you say, well, he said he'll flee. Yeah, once he realizes you're going to be consistent with your authority. But if you're inconsistent with your authority and he knows your pattern... He knows you exercise your authority one day, but then you don't for 10 days. See, once he learns that, he'll learn that about you and he'll hang around just to see if you're going to fall back into that old way. So when he sees that you're going to exercise your authority and you're going to be consistent with it, he'll flee from you. He will flee from you. But at first, when he's used to occupying a place, he doesn't just easily give that up. He wants to keep occupying what he used to occupy. Amen. But you just keep sticking with it. And you say, well, Pastor Nancy, I've been using my authority, but it doesn't seem to make a difference. Stick with it. Mm -hmm. Be consistent. Amen. Amen. So he, the enemy will try to make you think that authority works for every believer, but for you. (laughs) See, that's part of his, his deception and strategy that he'll try to work against you but the authority belongs to you. I don't care how long you've been saved. And I can tell you this, I don't care how long you haven't been using your authority. Your authority still belongs to you. Pick it up, pick it back up and start being consistent in the exercise of that authority. Amen. One of the things that demonstrates this so clearly is a testimony that a pastor was telling me. He would teach in a particular healing school. He was a minister that would teach in that healing school, uh, you know, for weeks at a time. And he said, uh, whenever the Spirit of God would begin dealing with them about teaching those people, because in that healing school, when he was teaching it, you had to be uh, needing healing to even be in the class. It wasn't just open to the public generally. It was open to sick people. And so um, he would, uh, it was sick people, you know, that were in that class. So they were, they would teach that, they'd teach them faith, they'd teach them the truths of healing, that healing belongs to them in Christ. And they said, always when we got to the point in our teaching, when we began teaching them how to exercise their authority, 
He said, we noticed this. That week that we would especially focus on that, he said all their symptoms would seemingly get worse. Everything, they would just, they would say, uh, everything has just kind of gotten worse and worse and worse. And they learned through watching this setting that whenever the authority that, they, that was theirs all along started getting exercised, the devil was trying to push back against that. Just like kids who have gotten their way for a long time and then a parent starts using that parental authority because they've let their kids get by with too much, that kids will push back against it. But you keep using it. Amen. Amen. And so they learned that, that when they would start teaching them their authority in Christ, that symptoms would seemingly get worse. Mm -hmm. Things would heighten. Why? Because the devil is trying to deceive them into thinking that their authority doesn't work for them. Mm -hmm. You say, well, Pastor Nancy, that's happened to me. What do I do in that situation? Keep using your authority. Don't back down. Don't change. Don't think it's not going to work. Just stick with it. Amen. Amen. Because the word tells us, resist the devil and he will flee. Amen. Well, how long do I have to resist? It doesn't matter. Don't get your eye on the clock. Don't get your eye on the calendar. Just keep consistently exercising your authority. Amen. Amen. Now, once you successfully stand your ground against the enemy in one arena, you know you have to successfully stand your ground in every arena. Sometimes we're taking a bold stand against the enemy in one arena, but we're leaving another arena unwatched. And so when you start resisting the devil, let's say physically, let's say you're taking your stand against symptoms, you're taking your stand against pain, you're taking your stand against the enemy working against your life in that way, and he began, and let's say this, he flees, you start seeing the turnaround of what the word is working in you, then what happens, you may see financial problems start. Why? Because if he can't gain entrance in one arena, he'll go around to a different door. He doesn't mind trying all the doors of your house. (laughs) Amen. So what do you do? You make sure you're exercising your authority there as well. You know, just as in my house, just like in your house, there's more than one door in the house. I have multiple doors in my house. Before I go to bed at night, I don't just lock most of them. I don't just lock most windows. The devil doesn't need most doors open. He only needs one. So I don't just check nine out of 10 doors. I check 10 out of 10 doors. You can't use your authority in just most arenas. Because the arena you're not watchful in. Is the, is the arena the devil will use. And once he gets into one arena, he'll start trying to affect the other arenas. Um, let's put it this way. If a thief, a robber came into your house through one door, do you know he doesn't just stay at that door? You know what he does? He goes into other rooms that the doors were locked to. Exterior doors might have been locked to your family room. But if he can get in through the garage door... He'll go from the garage door, go into your family room, steal everything out of that family room, even though that door was locked. Right? Right? Because once he's in one door, he has access to every room. That's why we, the the word tells us, be vigilant, be watchful, because not paying attention will just give the devil an opening. You have to pay attention. What's trying to get out of place in my life? Mm 
What's trying to get out of order? Yes. Then you, you put the word back on that thing. Yes. And even though you may be experiencing total victory in one arena, you can have another arena that's just off course a little bit. You know, with my children in, in raising our two sons, I didn't just, uh, if they tried to get out of place one time, I didn't wait and see if it got better next week. I dealt with it at the moment they got out of line. It's the same thing with, you know, administrating the staff, administrating the offices when something tries to get out of place. I don't leave it that way for a month to see if it'll go back in. I go put it back in place. Unless God tells me differently, I go after it the moment things try to get out of place. Why? Because then it's easier to put it back in place. It's when things have been uh, unattended and stayed out of place and then they can disrupt several different arenas or rooms of that. And then you've got messes in multiple rooms. But if you yeah. catch it as soon as you recognize something's get out of place, run right to that place and put it back in place. Get your authority back over that. That's why the devil, excuse me, that's why the word says be vigilant, be watchful. Just not paying attention, things will get really out of place. Yes, Amen. Amen. The more you pay attention, uh, the harder the devil is going, to fi- is going to have a time of finding a place of entrance in yeah. your life. Yeah. Amen. Amen. But as I said, one, know, his, know the enemy's strategies is once you successfully stand your ground against him in one arena, he will seek to gain entrance through a different arena. He may attack another arena. You just keep using your authority in all the arenas because you have to exercise your authority by faith for every arena. It's not just enough to exercise in one arena. To have total victory, you have to be watchful over every single arena of your life. Now, anytime there's opposition, anytime circumstances come, tests come, trials come, always approach that opposition as already defeated. Amen. When symptoms try to come or lack tries to come, Always address it as a defeated foe. Symptoms, you're already defeated. Pain, you're already defeated. Disease, you're already defeated. And I'm going to deal with you as you are a defeated foe, that you are already defeated. Amen. It's not you're trying to win something at that moment of testing, that moment of opposition. But you're dealing with that with the mindset. Everything that comes against me from the enemy is already a defeated opposition. It's a defeated test. And I'm going to treat it that way. In your mindset, you have to keep your mind, your thinking right. Um, I remember years ago, probably, I want to say it's uh, been around 30 years ago. Um, I was going through a season of testing and I went to a particular part of our property to, to pray and I was just out on the property and I was walking and I was talking to God. I was confessing the word, meditating on the word and talking to God about it. And uh, I didn't know some of the things I'm talking to you about. You know, I didn't understand. And let me just say this, when you don't understand, you don't have the skill of these things that belong to you either. And so you say, well, Pastor Nancy, I don't understand everything and I don't have the skill. That's why he allows us to have others to pray with us, right? That's why Jesus is our great intercessor. He makes up for what we don't know. Amen. So that we're not just a victim while we're growing in our knowledge. 
but we have the help of our pastor that teaches us. Our pastor can pray for us or others that are part of, of our circle of faith, you know, our family of faith that they can pray for us because as we're growing, we need the faith of others as we're growing in our knowledge, right? Amen. And that's, that's God's design and what a blessing that is. But it's not so we can stay in that place. But we need to grow on and come into greater knowledge and greater skill with what belongs to us in Christ. And this was years ago, and I didn't understand some of these things. And I remember I was talking to God about this test I was facing. I was doing all I knew to do. And, you know, there just wasn't seemingly advancement. And uh, I so appreciate what God said to me that day. He said, Nancy, I've already seen the end of this test and you win. Why? Because the word tells us that he knows the end from the beginning. So at the beginning, he's already seen the end. So when we approach the devil, always approach him as knowing what the end is. The end is victory. The end is already, the victory has already been won. And God said to me that day, Nancy, I've already seen the end of this test. Why? Because he's not limited to time. He sits in eternity. And eternity is not limited to time. Eternity can look down any course of time, the past, the present, the future, and see with all clarity because eternity sits outside of time. Does that make sense to you? (laughs) Not trying to confuse people, but that's how God can look as though he's in eternity. He's not limited to calendars. He's not limited to clocks. So he said, I've already seen the future and you already win. So then that helped me. Uh, He was letting me know, Nancy, you're thinking of it wrong. You're not thinking of it as the end already won. You're trying to win from the point you're at in the test. You're at the point of the test. You're going to have to know you've already won at the end. The end is the victory line. And when you, and that, what that did, that took all of the struggle out of it from me. I'm not struggling to win. The win is already settled. Jesus already won the victory, but we have to see and approach the process of any test we're going through. Oh, the finish line is victory for me. I finished first. (laughs) It's already a one race. Amen. And when you think of it that way, then you approach this, the, the test differently. You laugh at it. Yeah. Amen. You don't Amen. doubt. You don't care what you feel in that test because you know the end of it is victory. Yeah. Amen. Praise Amen. the Lord. It changed the whole mindset. Yes. See, the, the devil wasn't the problem to me in that situation. My wrong thinking was. Yeah. I wasn't thinking of the test as already won. Yes. I was thinking of me trying to win in this test. See, just a tweaking (laughs) knowledge changes everything, but it's not enough that there's knowledge. I had to act like it now. I had to become a doer of that knowledge because every single believer, the end of the end of any test they're facing is victory. Uh, And you need to talk, but if you don't talk like that and think like that, that test will be a struggle to you. Yes, Mm ma'am. Amen. Uh, it kind of gives you the, uh, the idea of what my mother said to us kids. Now, you've heard me. And I always refer back to my mother because, you know, the way I was raised plays such a big role in um, 
you know how I address things today because my mother thought right, yes. yeah. you know? And uh, she handled situations so right. And it, many times I harp back to that or I refer back to that. Yes. And I go, oh, I get clarity on now what I, how I need to handle this because she did things in line with the word. And so I had that example of the word to follow, you see. Amen. But my mother, there were four kids in the family, uh, two boys and two girls. And I was the youngest of four. And if there was one thing you did not do, you didn't talk back to my mother. I mean, we would be out in public and a child would talk back to their parent and my mother would see red. I mean, you'd see her because she was so used to going to attention whenever something was out of place that she was ready to help that parent if they ever asked her. Of course, they didn't ask her, but she didn't, she didn't insert herself. But you could tell the feathers went up, you know, <laughs> because you recognize dishonor. When you're so demand honor in the flow of your life, you recognize dishonor. And when our friends would come over to play at the house, they came into her system. <laughs> when you walked into her house, you just walked into her system. And you, you might talk back to your mom at your house, but don't you ever come into my house because mama going to clean your plow. She's going to clean your clock and you're going to tick different by the time you walk out of this house. <laughs> because just because you were in her house didn't mean you carried your rules. When you came into her house, you carried, you came under her rules. Yeah. And mother would say this to us growing up. She would say to us kids, you can start anything with me. You're big enough to let me finish. <laughs> because she said, no matter what you start, I'll finish it. Yeah. And it will finish my way. It won't finish your way. And you can have, you need to have that mind approach. The devil may start something, but he better be big enough to take the finish you're going to hand out because you're handing out his total defeat that's already been sealed. You're handing that defeat back to him. Amen. You're not putting up with it. And so you approach this devil. You may start something, but know this, the, the finish is mine. You don't get to author the finish. Jesus already authored the finish, and I'm going to enforce the finish that he authored. So just know this. You better think twice before you come to this household. Amen. But you arrive at that through the consistency of the exercising of your authority. My mother could be bold like that because that's the way she lived every day. And this is where real victory is, living the word every day, every day, every day that the word is your standard and you don't back down for something. Amen. Amen. Thank God for the word yes. that runs ignorance out. Yes. Right? Yeah. Amen. I, you know, not everyone was raised in a sound home like I was. Not everyone was raised with a parent that understood their authority and they understood it in balance. She was loving, but she was bold. Yeah. She was loving, but she was corrective. She was loving, but she was a disciplinarian. And there was such a healthy balance of the two that it's helped me to understand by example that in my spiritual walk. Well, see, you say, well, Pastor Nancy, I didn't have that. Well, you've got, you've got the instruction now. You've got the pastor that teaches you. You've got programs like this that teach you, the things that are taught on Victory Channel that teach you, now you can learn. Amen. We've been teaching out of this book, A Sound Disciplined Mind. We want you to get your copy. Go to DufresneMinistries.org and we'll get it right to you. And remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org.
please join us for our annual ladies' conference at Wood Harvest Church in Marietta, California, October 4th through the 6th. Everyone is welcome to attend. For more information, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. Nancy Dufresne teaches how to close the door to worry, fear, and doubt in this book about the peace of God. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.